Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hi, everyone. It's Lisa from Day in Our Shoes, Don't IEP Alone. I hope that you can hear me okay. I've been crazy busy lately, and I really try to get these podcasts recorded while my kids are at school and my husband is at work, and that doesn't always happen. And just now, my son was playing Xbox and I asked him to be quiet, which he usually is actually when he's playing Xbox. But anyway, since I asked him to be quiet, of course, that changed things and now he's making noise. Hopefully you're not hearing that. I'm going to get back to answering some questions from listeners. While I am, I am working on scheduling the if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I asked if you would like to be on the podcast to share an idea, which I am still taking, you know, I'm still, I'm always going to be taking responses for, you know, as long as the podcast goes on. Um, but so you can fill out that there's a Google doc I have online if you'd like to, to do that. Um, but in the meantime, I'm also still answering IEP questions from listeners too. So one is, is if you have a, if you'd like to be interviewed, is, is one form and the other is, um, is just asking me a question. Sorry, I'm derailing my own train of thought. I really shouldn't be doing these at the end of the day, but I need to get it scheduled. So there we go. Um, happy Halloween, everybody. This one is going to publish on Halloween and hopefully you and your kids have a fun day, no matter what you decide to do. We're expecting a lot of rain here, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. But anyway, let's answer this question about a 12-year-old in Maryland. And this mom writes, how do I add something to his IEP? His original IEP didn't include anything about it, but I found paperwork from a counselor which indicates and discusses his anxiety. So um, there are pretty much, there, there are two answers here. And let me go over the quick one first. And this one I don't think applies to you. But you can do what is called a no meat addendum to an IEP. And that is something um, something small. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I, I that adding an area of need such as anxiety, which also tells me that if, if, it, if that's being added to the IEP, that tells me that he probably doesn't have any goals or SDIs or accommodations for anxiety. So that's not really a small thing in my mind. So that wouldn't apply here. But if it is something small and you just want to add it, you know, perhaps you just talked with the teacher or perhaps you just talked with an OT and it's just something small and you can do a no meat addendum. And that, that basically means that the whole team agrees that, yeah, we're going to add this small thing or things to the IEP and we don't need to reconvene the entire team to 
to discuss it. I don't think that applies here because this is kind of big. Um, it's, she's saying that she's, you know, she found old notes from a counselor discussing anxiety. And I'm assuming that as far as mom's concerned, the anxiety is affecting his education or she wouldn't want to add it. What I would do in this case is first get out your IEP, you know, and look at it, make sure that the anxiety is not addressed on there. And if it is, you want to kind of highlight that and make note of it. Ugh, can you hear my dumb dogs? Go lay down. Um, but I would look at your IEP and first of all, look at when the renewal date is coming. Um, is it coming up? I want to say within the next like month or two, if it's coming up within the next month or two, I would not, I personally would not call a new meeting just to discuss this issue. If a month or so after that, because you know how long it takes to schedule an IEP meeting till you go back and forth with email and times and dates and everything, you know, a couple of weeks passes. And then if, if you're going to have this IEP meeting about this issue, and then you have to turn around in a few weeks and do it all over again about the rest of the IEP. If you're, I would say two months is probably my cutoff, maybe three. If your annual IEP meeting is going to happen within that time frame, um, unless it's really urgent, if unless your child's really, really struggling and suffering right now, I would let it go and prepare these concerns for my annual meeting. If my annual meeting isn't coming up anytime soon, I would write a parent concerns letter, which you can do at any time. And you can do a parent concerns letter and a request for an IEP meeting at the same time. And sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Um, all you do is, you know, just sit down, take some time. Don't, don't bang it out in 10 or 15 minutes and send it off. Take some time to think about it and start a draft, you know, dear, dear, whoever, whoever you communicate with at the school, I would like to request an IEP meeting to discuss the following concerns and then just list them and list, you know, not just that you found something that, you know, you think needs to be on the IEP, but why you think it needs to be on the IEP examples of how you see it affecting your child's ability to access and benefit from their education. Um, what are some solutions? What are some accommodations? Does he need to be direct taught some coping strategies? You know, all of it. And that's it. So you request it in writing, not just in, you know, not just at school drop off time. Hey, found this note about anxiety. Can we meet? I have some concerns. Okay. That is not the right way to approach it. Um, request it formally in writing. I always give school personnel, I want to say five to seven days to respond and get back to you and begin to set up a meeting. And then you have the meeting and you discuss those concerns. Whatever the parent submitted as a parent concerned, they must respond to you with a PWN. I have a ton of information about that on the blog. So look it up. Just search PWN or prior written notice. Um, but if they considered your ideas and did not go with, you know, your suggestions or declining you some accommodations or strategies that you wanted, they have to respond in writing on that PWN. And from there, you know, you decide what you want to do. 
And that's really it. That's how you get something added to your IEP. Um, you, you know, just remember IEPs and the supports and services are needs based. So it sounds like you already have something identifying that this is an area of need. So now you just have to work about getting those needs met. Okay. Good luck. I have a ton of ideas and accommodations and things for anxiety on the blog adayinourshoes.com. So you can look there for ideas and wording and strategies if you want. And that's about it. Again, happy Halloween. I hope you have a fun and safe day and don't eat too much candy. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group. Wait.